We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome program Caregiver Dave, Miss Annie Dave. What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, how you doing? Life is going so fast, man. I can't believe I was 21 just last year, and now I'm 68 and a half. Where has it gone? And I try to look at it at 49, that I'm 29. That's going to be my new saying. And again, I'm not just Neil Haley anymore. I'm the media giant. That's my new yeah. moniker and uh, at 610. And my guest today, you know, we were talking off air about one of the things about metal. I loved pounding weights with metal because especially when you're doing lifting heavy weights, that is the best heavyweight workout because you're, you're going and you got 300 pounds on the bar and you're hearing something that's real metal and it just gives you that adrenaline. And then you're like, okay, let's pump up. And my guest today is, is again, a heavy metal superstar in his own right, Jack star a burning star, but we'll talk about his career and everything. And now why burning star Jack, how are you, man? I'm doing good. It's really a, a pleasure and an honor to be on your show, man. Appreciate Thank you. Again. Uh, and it's always great to talk to other entertainers because I, I'm going to first question I'm going to ask you, do you feel the reason why you're still entertaining crowds today is because of the rush of performance of performing live? How does that feel? Tell me about that. Well, you know, it's kind of addictive, you know, once you start and you get that uh, appreciation, you know, from an audience and uh, you want more of it. It's uh, it's it's an amazing rush. It's a great feeling. And uh, I keep coming back for more of it. So that about sums it up for me. <laughs> a glutton for punishment, huh? Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> so. I, do you mind asking, do you mind me asking you your age, Jack? Because rockers I, seem to be in their 60s and 70s these days. And I'm in my 60s. They've yep. got an incredible amount of stamina. Um, do you find that the adrenaline and the rush is, is bringing back that feeling that you had when you were in your 20s and 30s when you're uh, out there? It really is. You know, there, there's something to be said for that. And also, you know, we have a young singer in the band. And when I say young, I mean, he's young to the rest of the guys because he's 29 years old. So, you know, we're all we're all old enough to be his father. And having him in the band kind of, uh, you know, just makes us remember how we felt and uh, what our dreams and you know aspirations were when we were his age and uh, the rush and the that incredible feeling that he gets because he's new to it. So we want to continue having, you know, that feeling. And in, in a weird way, we're kind of like energy vampires. You know, we're feeding off this kid. Yeah. He's That's... like, the, uh, he's like the, the car in a race, the pace car. Yeah. And, uh, and he keeps you motivated. He keeps you up to, up to speed. Absolutely. And he's a really great singer. Um, we, we, we've only had him really for about two years now. He's from Turin, Italy. And uh, we brought him over to America, uh, really, like, right at the very beginning of the COVID uh, pandemic, we brought him over and we did some outdoor shows with him. And he's just an incredible singer, a uh, really nice guy. But you know what? The bottom line is, uh, you know, we let the music do the talking. You know, people yeah. can, can buy this CD, you know, which, just, which actually just came out today. So let me give my little plug. 
Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Plug is plug away. Plug away. Right. Is he impressed today, by man. your stamina and stuff? Uh, you know, no old man jokes and all that stuff. No, not really. You know, and the weird thing is, like, my mom is like a hundred years old. So, um, you know, my feeling is, if I have some of her genes, which I probably do, I'll be okay for another couple of years. Maybe for another decade or two. So let's talk about how that started, because I honestly believe, and this is one of the things I've been really working on is I'm trying to reverse the aging to keep going, feel younger again. It just feels, it feels great, especially when you get to work out, you get to do things you love and it keeps you going. Look at Dave and his energy level is amazing as well yeah. at his age. Now let's go specifically back. Did you always want to be a rock star? Was this something growing up you wanted to do? I really always want, you know, not so much be a rock star, but be a, a rock musician, you know, be able to really uh, master the instrument and make music on it. Because, you know, growing up, you know, I, I used to really uh, revere, you know, Jimmy Page, from Led Zeppelin, Jeff Beck, uh, Brian May from Queen, Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. You know, I thought all those guys were just like, gods you know musical gods and i wanted to be i wanted to aspire to that you know so uh, yes i always wanted to be a rock musician so why did you come up with the name uh, burning star because that leads leads people to believe that you know you're you're gonna burn out you're you're using it all up and and you know all these greats that have died young and here you are <laughs> yeah you know that's one way of looking at it i'll tell you real quick how i came up with it i was in a club one day after my first band, after we'd gone our separate ways, it was a band called Virgin Steel. And I'm talking to this guy in the club, you know, and he's kind of like one of these like California dudes, you know, like, oh, what's up, man? And um, so I, you know, I just tell him, well, you know, I'm not in Virgin Steel anymore. I'm, I started this band and we don't have a name. And then I just on, on a whim, I said, uh, you got any ideas? And he goes, well, dude, you really burn on the guitar. Uh, you should call yourselves Burning Star. <laughs> I just, it just made sense to me. Because Star is a brand with how he spells it, Dave, S-T-A-R-R, -R, because Jack Star was a star. And it's a star star in how that happened. So how did the whole, you know, fame come? Explain that big break for you. What was that big break, Jack? Well, in a nutshell, um, I was reading Guitar Player Magazine, uh, which I used to do religiously, you know, when I was uh, learning guitar. And I saw this uh, column from uh, one of the columnists from Guitar Player. And it, in it, it was like, um, how, you know, do you think you're good enough to be on U.S. Metal Volume 2? Have you got the chops, you know? If you think you're good enough, send us your best guitar solo. And, you know, it was almost like a challenge, you know. And, uh, you know, even though I really didn't know if I was good enough or what, and I figured there's probably at least a thousand egotists out there in the United States that think they deserve to be on this album. So then I thought about, oh, what the heck, I'll be number 999 and I'll send mine in. And about a week later, I get a call from Mike Varney who was the columnist uh, for Guitar Player and who started his own record label. And he said, uh, he goes, uh, you're in. We liked your playing, you know. 
you're going to be one of the uh, 10 guys on the album that we're putting out. Wow. And that was it. You know, that was like, uh, that was like a, a, one of those uh, moments, you know, where the light comes into the room, you know, and you said, okay, I can do this thing. You know, everybody has those uh, who am I moments, you know, who am I that anybody right. would listen? Who am I that somebody buy a ticket to hear me play? And then right. to get that validation. I mean, even Trump, when he was elected president, he didn't believe it. He says, look at me, I'm president. Can you believe it? I mean, we all exactly. have that. We do. And it's, a, and it's a good thing. And, you know, a little validation goes a long way because you don't want to be the only guy championing yourself. You know, you want other people to tell you you're good. You know, you don't want. So for me, it really almost literally went from that, you know, went from some just some guy playing in his bedroom on Long Island to all of a sudden being nationally recognized. And it happened, you know, really over the course of a couple of weeks. Wow. And that's, that's awesome because of being nationally recognized and all that process. So from there, what band did, based on doing that, what band did you join that kind of brought your stardom even further? Well, after that happened, I was, I was still in Virgin Steel, but we used that as kind of like a, uh, you know, a tagline. It was like, yeah, we just put out an independent album. And uh, the guitar player, you know, got recognized by this guitar player, uh, you know, uh, magazine and so on and so forth. So it was kind of like it, it opened up some doors for us. And then when I had a parting of the ways with the other alpha male in the band, because, you know, there were two of us and we both wanted to lead the band. Uh, he was more into wanting the band to be more progressive and uh, maybe more keyboards too. Uh, I think, you know, more like uh, bands like Yes and Rush and those kind of bands. And I was more into making it a guitar oriented band, you know. So there was the, uh, the rub and uh, we went our separate ways and I got a recording contract, a pretty good one actually with Passport Record, it was the biggest uh, independent label at the time and uh, they were just putting out an album with bill wyman of the rolling stones right around the time that i signed up with them so that was a good little shot to my ego you know hmm, okay i'm on a i'm on a label now with one of the rolling stones how cool is that you know and uh, so it's little things like that that kept me going you know uh, even though i never had a, a platinum album or, or even a gold album I mean, I sold a lot of albums, but I never had a, a, a gold album. Though, of course, in today's world, I probably will get a gold album because you don't need to sell a tremendous amount anymore because, you know, sales are, are, have been off now for a while. You know? Yeah, you sound like a really humble guy. Um, how did you keep from getting a big head out of all this? You know, that's the biggest enemy of, of this industry. Yes, Dave, you are 100% right. And... It's got to do with money. If you're not living in a mansion and driving a Ferrari and you don't have gold albums on the wall, there really is no reason to have a big head because reality brings you back down. You know, it's like you're either Billy Joel or you're not. And if you're not <laughs> Billy Joel, you're just you're just getting by, you know. And but what you have is making 
hopefully really good music. And then, so for people that are not familiar with your music and your success, especially what you have is um, we look at specifically, you had two groups, right? Your first yeah. name was Jack Stars Burning Star from 1984 to 1989. So that really hit a good run when your other group was looking to go somewhere else, Virgin Steel, right? So tell us kind of how that went when you changed Well, that. actually, uh, we, we, you know, we were making albums uh, under the name uh, Jack Stars Burning Star uh, up until about 2003. And then we got back together because there was a 10 year period where I wasn't even playing metal. I was really just learning how to play guitar the way I wanted to play. And that was really in the 90s. You know, the whole grunge thing got really big. Nobody was uh, really interested in metal, at least not in America too much. And uh, so that whole period, I kind of was on the sidelines. And then uh, the internet got big, which was a really good thing. And, and then I found out that you know, I hadn't been forgotten. You know, I was getting uh, emails from like, you know, Czechoslovakia, Greece, you know, Germany, Italy. And uh, I was thinking, wow, this is so cool. You know, um, I really need to get to do metal again because I'm not forgotten. And uh, I really enjoy doing it. You know, I enjoy playing loud. I enjoy the power, you know, the, the passion of it, you know. It's not background music metal. And that's what I like about it. Most definitely. So Dave, what question do you have for Jack regarding heavy metal? Because Dave, you're never a metal fan, were you? No, my kids were, but not me. <laughs> not Metallica ever? Or anything? Or any of the heavy metal? I was mentioning to Jack about the big push in Stranger Things now, where in the last season of Stranger Things, they put a huge push towards metal in the last two episodes of season four, which again, drew, left me my mouth dropping, thinking, oh, I thought that was the end of Stranger Things. No, there's a season five. I was like, please don't end it like Ozark. Cause I don't know if any of you guys are Ozark fans. Ozark's ending, I couldn't stand it. I hate when certain series I watch the whole time and then the series ends and it leaves me wanting more. Well, create another season. They didn't. So that's so heavy metal day and in so many ways had it with the hair bands, even to a way when you talk about even a mixture of the hair bands and heavy metal would be also, I would say, you know, looking at guns and roses, you're looking at specifically, um, you know, uh, just a bunch of different bands that had a metal mix with the big hair, right, Jack, yeah. wouldn't you say that? Absolutely. And um, yeah. in a way, it was kind of good that, you know, I hated grunge music. I didn't like like it. But in a way, it was kind of good because it, uh, it brought a lot of musicians from the 80s back to their more primitive roots, um, more stripped down, you know, music. And I think Guns N' Roses was really one of the bands that helped do that. Um, and that's what we're doing on this album. You know, the thing with Souls of the Innocent. We've had albums that have had layers and layers of sound, you know, like like a dozen vocal layers, like 12 guitar tracks, uh, all kinds of effects. Uh, this album, it's very stripped down. So uh, we can duplicate this live very easily. And uh, it feels really good to do something that 
that is that transparent that people can listen to, they can put on their earbuds or, or listen to it in the car and you hear every instrument. And if I could just give a shout out to the producer, um, there was a very big band in the eighties called Dokken. I don't know if that rings a bell. Yeah, I remember Dokken. Okay. Um, our producer, Kevin Burns, uh, did an album with Don Dokken. He's a tremendous guitar player and he's also a great producer. So he was able to really define the sound that we were looking for. And what we were looking for was just a clean, heavy, honest sound. We didn't want a lot of studio chicanery. We didn't want a lot of tricks, effects, drum machines, auto-tune, none of that stuff. We just wanted to be four guys playing music and a representation of what that sounds like. And I hope that we did that, you know, with Souls of the Innocent. Well, time will be the ultimate judge. See if everybody's yes. listening to it in a hundred years. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, it's a good, that's a dim prospect. How about in like, uh, hopefully the world will still be around in 20 years. Oh, uh, the, the world will I'm, be around I'm sure. so everyone will be in space. I'm so sure I mean, Mozart had no idea that we'd be listening to his music 350 years from when he wrote it. Good point, Dave. Yes, very good point. And, he was uh, broke. He died broke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so much. What does money. that tell you? <laughs> yeah. Exactly tell you the, the, the whole thing. So, Jack, where do you see your career now? Where, like with Running Star, how? Do you have any, like, how, especially with the genre of metal, how it's a different genre now where really it's not in the mainstream as well. It's a lot bigger in Europe, as we all know. Uh, yeah. Where do you see it going in your well, career you know, and metal in general? Well, what I see happening really is it, it reminds me of what it was like in the early part of the 80s before it became mainstream. Uh, it was a cult, but it was like a really big cult and everybody seemed to know each other and they were trading cassettes and, you know, people were going in these little magazines and putting out little ads, you know, I have a live, you know, album from Metallica. I have a concert from Ted Nugent. Uh, anybody looking to trade, I'm looking for this. So there was this camaraderie. Um, and I think I'm seeing that again now. I'm seeing that it's like the people that have stuck with metal have created this brotherhood and it's a huge brotherhood and it's in every country in the world. Um, Burning Star, it really benefits from that cult quite a bit. Uh, we've been embraced by the cult. Uh, my son, uh, I remember when he was in college, he wrote me a letter and he addressed it to exalted cult leader, dad. You know, he was because it got to be funny. You know, I mean, I'm, we're getting letters from like, I mean, we got fan mail from Transylvania. I didn't even know that that was a real country, but it is. And they had a metal festival there about four years ago, five years, around four or five years ago. So this thing with uh, metal, it's really, it's large. It exists and it's done without the manipulations of big corporations, at least not in our era. Uh, 
it might get really big again. And then before you know, we'll have Warner Brothers and Columbia and CBS and everybody jumping back into it. But right now, it's still at a very big uh, cult level. Interesting. And we're we're right there. We're on the cusp of it. And uh, and, and it's cool because one thing is you know that it's genuine. Yes. In other words, uh, if you're going into a record store, there's no big cardboard cutout of Burning Star. There might be a big cardboard cutout of Britney Spears or Lady Gaga, you know, and it's really easy to find those albums. So if you're looking for a Burning Star album, okay, you're gonna look under B, oh, oh, it's not there. Okay, let me look under S for Star. Oh, it's not there. Okay, but you're not gonna give up. Oh, let me look under Imports. Even though we're an American band, most of the time we get lumped in with the Imports. So what I'm saying is it's hard to like our music. It's not because it's not being shoved down your throat. So right. when someone does like it, it means more to us. And that makes any sense. And then, and then you're you're well more well known. As I'm gonna go. Dave has his final question, right? Is that correct? Europe is just huge for metal. Yeah, Europe is really into it, and uh, God bless them because uh, it makes us feel good when we go over there. You know that there are people in the audience that know the songs, and you know, last time we went to Germany, uh, we were playing one of our songs. Uh, sands of time and the audience was singing along with us and that that gives you goosebumps when that happens and we're waiting to go back to europe uh you know to promote souls of the innocent um we we're signed to a new label global rock they're really kicking butt on this album they've uh they i mean they hired a publicist they they are taking ads out they're doing videos. The third video came out today. And if I could just plug it real sure. quick, it's called I Am The Sinner. And that is on YouTube by Burning Star or Jack Star's Burning Star, either way. Fantastic. And uh, so, you know, they're doing everything possible to make it happen. And that's, that's what we, you know, that's- And then I would say, Jack, the, the, there was one song from the 80s that was never played in forever that's the highest airplayed song now on mainstream because of Stranger Things the last season. I don't know if anyone knew this. I'm giving this Stranger Things, but I'm bringing this plug because of the metal final compilation. They had over, I think, 8 billion views in one week uh, on um, the number one show, Stranger Things, on the Billion last with a B? Billion. Billion highest viewed ever Netflix and it's gigantic. So Jack, you have now young fans of yes. metal. That's my uh, media giant recommendation of the day. Yeah. You right. go to your publicist, you go to your, or you go to whoever's marketing and tell them to watch the last two episodes of Stranger Things. And our, our media metal, metal compilation and bam, because now there's going to be people wanting to download metal all over the place. Opportunities galore. All right, Dave, you have the final question. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. So I was a normal guy like everybody else. And 25 years ago, my wife has this headache, headache of her life. She has a stroke. She loses her speech, becomes paralyzed on one side. 
for the next couple of years, you know, we're upside down. We're just almost broke up, you know, she was angry all the time and she still cannot talk. She uh, speaks through Pictionary and Charades and she has a power chair, but she reinvented herself and our love was rekindled. And now we travel the world and I'm just helping people understand that, hey, everyone is eventually going to become a caregiver. You know, we're all not going to be young forever. And right. 30% of these caregivers die just from the, from the stress before their loved ones do. So my question to you, Jack, is, yeah. uh, you know, has caregiving touched your life yet? I mean, we're almost the same age. Yes, it has. And uh, it was, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. It's almost like ironic because that was my reality for uh, over a dozen years. I was yeah. taking care of my mom. And finally, it got to the point where we couldn't do it anymore. And uh, we had to uh, place her in uh, assisted living. Uh, and and it, I felt horrible doing that. But it was basically, it got to the point where it was either going to be me or her. I, because yeah. the stress was too much. And they reach a point, too, you know, where they, they don't, they're not sleeping at night either. So it causes everyone in the house, you know, to be up all night. And... Uh, you know, you're right, though. Everyone at one point will either be a caregiver or will either be needing a caregiver. You know, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. And uh, I'm just lucky that it didn't happen to her till she turned literally 100 years old. Wow. So uh, I've got a, I got a long ways to go. I'm going to keep making music, you know, and uh, We'll see what happens. Who are the loved you know? ones in your life? God forbid you ever need uh, care. You got kids, you got a wife. I do have, uh, I do have two boys. They're grown and uh, uh, they actually live in Pittsburgh, except my son's been living in Mexico. My, my oldest son in Merida, uh, which is a beautiful uh, area of Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Where, Mexico where's your other son in Pittsburgh? Live? Where in Pittsburgh? What locate? He lives, uh, it's near where McKee's, McKee's Rock. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, McKee's Rock makes, rings a bell. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, McKee's Rock. And uh, I found out Pittsburgh is a very rock and roll place. Oh, you know? it truly is. You've got a tour. I'm going back to and forth between that and Texas. But yeah, um, yeah. it definitely is uh, interesting to say the least. All right. So best place we can find information on purchase your music and learn more about you. Where can we go, Jack? Okay. okay. Uh, I wrote this down because I didn't want to screw it up. Uh, go, to, go on Facebook, Burning Star Metal Legends page, or contact globalrockrecords.com, or the official page is Jack Star's Burning Star. Uh, just go. It's a, it's a Facebook page. And uh, all of those will give you info. And then you can also go on YouTube, uh, which is the Jack Stars Burning Star. Look up uh, the latest song. And uh, we're, we're, we're pretty visible, you know, it, it, even if you didn't know all that and you did a Google search and you Wikipedia put in you know, stuff about you too. You have a good Wikipedia page with a nice yeah. picture of you as well, for sure. Yeah. Back in your days in metal, for sure. Exactly. You know, Nobody gets old in pictures. We all <laughs> we all look better and we all stay looking better forever. All right. Well, we appreciate it. That was a fantastic show. 
You're, again, you're listening, watching the Neil Haley Show's Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment, guys. Take care. <laughs>